0: Welcome to Footy Doses, UCL Knights. I just, I mean, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, I, I think the two matches speak for themselves. Like, um, what am I meant to say that hasn't been said? That wasn't felt in emotion. That if you watch the live, if you watch the matches live, what wasn't felt in emotion? Liverpool versus Villarreal, the first half was just, I mean, I'll, I'll get to that after. Let's talk about the Real Madrid versus Manchester City game. Hala Madrid. Oh my God, I, 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 don't know what to say. I was on a call with my friends when the game was going on, and we see, Man City score, and I was like, whatever. I even prepared a post for when Man City would win. I was like, you know, Man City are one, you know, it's done. It's too late, and I, I, I prepared a post: Clash of Titans, Liverpool versus City, final May twenty eighth, all that, and then. Um, Real Madrid equalize, and I was like, "Yeah, they equalize, but they still need one more. Like, you know, what are the chances they do it?" And then a few seconds later, they went and did it, and they go up to extra time. And then what happens in extra time? There's a certain future Ballon d'Or winner who goes and he puts a goal in the back of the net. Karim Benzema, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm filled with emotions. I am just. <laughs> I don't know what I could say that hasn't been said in the emotions. Real Madrid is European royalty. I don't know what they have in their DNA. I think they have the Champions League in their DNA. Um, and that Champions League is just repetitively... Even Look, let's be honest. This Madrid side was... At the start of the season, a lot of people were questioning it. They got Ramos, they got Ravran, they're starting centre-backs, some would say. And they went and signed Kamavinga and Alba. Alba, that was it. And they've gone so far. Every game they've come back. Against PSG, come back. Against Chelsea, you could argue for a comeback. Against Man City, come back. The kings of the comeback. The European royalty. I, if... What can I say that hasn't been said already? That's, That's what I keep reiterating. I paused the podcast for a second as I got a text message. But look... Real Madrid football heritage I don't know what I could say that hasn't been said it was the pure emotion I was on a call and I started yelling I I woke up my neighbors I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I woke up half the half the neighborhood because of how much I was yelling that you know they got even they actually equalized the aggregate score I was yelling because I was like wow Wow, Pep Guardiola was furious, by the way, everyone was furious, you can see in there, I mean, obviously they're furious, they basically were, they were heading to Paris, and within a span of five minutes, they went from heading to Paris, to heading back home, and no more UCL, I, oh my god, what a game of football, I, I don't know what else I can say, um, look, Ramoji in the first half wasted a lot of chances, um, even at the start of the second half, Vinicius Jr., Pretty clear open net. He misses it. Cardin Benzema in the first half. Header goes over the bar. Shot goes over the bar. Um, There's a few other times where, not Benzema, but players kicked the ball over the bar. Wasted chances. Wasted chances. And I was like, when I saw those wasted chances, I was like, Realms is playing so good. They just can't do it in the final third. And that's what matters. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. They cannot lose. And as soon as Man City scored, I was like, no, it's done. It's done. You know, they had a great, incredible UCL run, but it's done. And i opened um instagram and i was preparing a post to say liverpool versus man city clash of titans that's what i that's the mental state that i was in my friends were on call with me like yeah it's done it's done shall we off it now like you know what do we do and as soon as i'm like ready to you know create a draft on instagram for the post what happens they went and they score one and i was like what how did they do that and then they went and they scored another one dj khaled and i i mean i don't know what to say i'm 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 i was yelling i that's i this podcast isn't even me talking about the games it's just me repeating that i was yelling that what happened you know like Oh my God, Karim Benzema with the penalty. Um, whether that was a penalty or not, I think it was. I think it genuinely was a penalty. Uh Mahrez's goal was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I think Courtois could have got a hand on it, but there's so much power. I, I didn't expect them to save it. But 90th minute, Rodrigo super sub, actual super sub. 90th minute goal, 90 plus one second goal, actual super sub. What else can be said in that regard? Um, I thought I was like, what are the chances Karim Benzema goes for another penenka? <laughs> There's no way, right? There's surely no way. And I mean, I'm glad he didn't go for another Penenka because, damn, that was too intense. But yeah, it's Man City. I don't know what to say. Was it the mentality? What went wrong for them? I can't say. A lot of Madrid players had yellow cards throughout the game, so I don't know how that's going to affect um, the next game because uh, I don't think it does affect the next game because none of them had previous yellow card bookings, which means they could probably still go and play the final and they won't be you know, suspended or anything. So I think that's pretty good and that's noticeable. And considering the hype of the win right now, there's going to be no news about anything other than the fact that they made a comeback. So that's, that's, that. that's all that can be said for that. Um, I was a bit shocked. I'm I'm going to be quite honest. With you, I was a bit shocked when they took off Tony Cruz and Luka Modric because Luka Modric and Tony Cruz are type of players that could make a difference in a moment. You know, they are the type of players to make a difference in a moment, and they, they were taken off quite. You know, Luka Modric was taken off around the seventy fifth minute, seventy fifth minute, and uh. Uh, casemiro's their whole midfield was shuffled actually um so i was a bit i was like okay this is not looking good they took out tony cruz a little bit early i think like eight nine ten minutes earlier let me check 68th minute they took off tony cruz and rodrigo and what a you know substitution that turned out to be two goals and he basically he bought them back into the game and helped them win you know um and then uh the other uh, situation... Uh, Casemiro coming off... I was like, Casemiro's been playing a bit rough all game. Maybe Asensio can make a difference. Here's here's This was a criticism I was making previously, which I just feel like I should share, because I'm a huge Bale fan, so I'm a bit biased. But Bale is not a bad player. I, I know he hasn't been... He's not the world-class player he once was, but I still think he is a big game player. So I was telling everyone on the call, I was like, why don't they put on Gareth Bale? I think he could make an impact. But fair enough, Rodrigo went and made an impact. You know, fair enough there. Um... But, you know, I I think Bale, I mean, his career at Real Madrid is done. It's been known. And Asensio did get an assist, so I can't say why didn't he put Bale on instead of Asensio because Asensio did make a difference. But, you know, I think Real Madrid could have made better use of Bale in his last season at Madrid or whatever the reason. To be honest, I haven't been fully up to date with Madrid. I know Bale was injured a little bit here and there. Eden Hazard's career, Eden Hazard might end with a UCL medal without actually playing in the ucl but look rodrigo the whole carlos and the whole substitution of the midfield turned out to be very well and you know you gotta applaud you gotta applaud it man city obviously they made a lot of chances too they at some moments it looked like they're gonna go and win it but they didn't go and win it because the real madrid halo madrid karim benzema king karim went and he showed them that he is very serious about the ballon d'Or, that he is not joking around that he wants that ballon d'Or medal in his hands right now and you better give it to him you better give it to him because I don't see anyone there's not a single player I can say is next to Benzema's level right now Mo Salah phenomenal player I thought Salah was a candidate for the Ballon d'Or a few months ago but when you look at the comparison since I made that you know guess Benzema's single-handedly gone and brought Real Madrid back back -back back-to-back hat-tricks in the UCL he's made a huge impact in La Liga he's made an impact throughout in all competitions and The matter of fact is, even though Salah has had a phenomenal season, at the start of the season he was great, for the first half of the season he was great, Benzema's the one who, from the start to the end, brought it and he was there in key moments. He wasn't just consistently performing in games, he was there in the key moments when they needed him most, when they were losing. That's why I think Benzema deserves the Ballon d'Or. And I will talk about the Ballon d'Or, um, probably after the final, let's see what happens. But, yeah, what, what a game of football, that's all that can be said, um... (laughs) <laughs> Carlos Ancelotti is emotionless. I don't know what to tell you. Carlos Ancelotti, I mean, his emotions go inside. He doesn't feel them on the outside. He never shows them. Ramos bringing Real Madrid back into the game in the 2014 Champions League. He didn't react to that. Let alone react to Everton, you know, going with a huge score. And let alone, you know, Karim Benzema bringing back Madrid multiple times. And now Madrid third time with a comeback in the UCL. No reaction from Carlos Ancelotti. He's just like whatever. He's just like it's all right. But... I think that's enough talk about Real Madrid. Um, if you watch the match live, I know the emotions you're feeling. If you watch it as a neutral, I definitely know the emotions you're feeling. If you watch it as a Madrid fan, I can't even imagine the emotions you're feeling. You must be going through it up and down, just excited through and through. Hello Madrid. What a beautiful game of football. I kept, We kept saying the previous game, we're just like the PSG game. All this has got to be the best game in the campaign. Then the Villarreal beating Bayern. All this has got to be the best game in the campaign. Then Real Madrid versus Chelsea. This got to be the best game in the campaign. And then game after after game the ucl season impresses us here and there and now this game we're going like this has got to be the best game in the campaign you know the final minutes of this game were the best game in the campaign that's for sure as soon as um real Madrid equalized in aggregate the game was over it was you can't as Fabrizio Romano said you can't consider yourself winners at the Bernabeu until you're on the bus on your way back and yeah that's that's all that can be said let's talk about Villavreal versus um, Liverpool. Villarreal versus Liverpool. As soon as Villarreal scored the first goal, I was like, wow, they are coming back into this game and they are going to do another upset and I'm going to be shocked. Um, You know, I'm going to be shocked if they do that. You know, it's... uh, I'm going to be shocked if they do that. You know, if they bring back... They brought a comeback against um, Bayern Munich. I I was calling them the giant killers. They took out Juventus. They took out Bayern Munich. And I was like, if they take out uh, Liverpool actual giant killers and I think I quite honestly think they could have taken out Liverpool if they performed the same way they did in the first half the first half Villarreal were dominant in that you know Diago a lot of players were trying to make a difference and they were making an impact they were pushing a lot and there were moments where it looked like they were going to go through, you know, Liverpool were going to take down Villarreal, but Villarreal went and won 2-0 at the first half, and I said, you know, wow, they can actually do this. Luis Diaz, what a super sub, what a game-impactful player, and he did make an impact. What a beautiful impact he made for Liverpool. Um, Villarreal struggled in the second half. You know, they didn't have to. They could have played... They were pressing a lot in the first half because they knew we have to score. There is off way goals don't matter anymore, but they're like, we have to score. They were playing so conservatively, defensively at Anfield, and they went and conceded two in rapid succession that in this game, they knew they had to come and bring the goals, especially in the first half, and they did that, and they did that. They just couldn't carry out the strategy in the second half, and they fell apart. They fell apart like Humpty Dumpty. I don't know what to say. Maybe that joke was a bit cringe, but they fell apart and it was a rapid succession the floodgates opened and it was a rapid succession you know um, Liverpool are not a team that you can allow to open yourselves up to and that's what happened Villarreal did unfortunately open themselves up to Fabinho I think there was like three goals within the span of 10-11 minutes Fabinho uh, brought the first goal in error by the goalkeeper Luis Diaz second goal Sadio Mane third goal you could argue that all of them were an Error by the goalkeeper, the poor guy. I mean, you got a feel for him. Um, you definitely got a feel for him. But look, I mean, it's football. It's football. It's, you know, you write your story. You, you, It's the biggest competition in the world that we all know. It is the biggest competition in the world. And you can't make mistakes. You cannot make mistakes um, in this competition, especially at this level. And, yeah, it's <laughs> what, what can I say except football this is football you know Villarreal I think have won all of our hearts in some way they put in one hell of a campaign and no one's going to deny that they put in such a impactful campaign a lot farther and deeper in the UCL than anyone thought they were going to go but complete respect you know complete respect to um you know, complete respect to Villarreal, to Unite, Emery, Masterclass. Um, the, all the Villarreal players, they really put their heart and soul into this UCL campaign. Unfortunately, you know, it's football. You got to go see it through the end. And in the second half, they didn't see it through till the end. And yeah, uh, most all just posted a Instagram posting. We have a score to settle. Ooh, there's no more Sergio Ramos. There's no more BBC running at the top. So... Uh, there's no more Bale, um, Benzema, and Cristiano, so it's a different Real Madrid team. The I'm going to say, I might get hate for this, but I'm going to say the Liverpool team has definitely improved compared to the last UCL final, but the Madrid team hasn't. It's Look, you can't compare the current Real Madrid team to the 3P winning UCL team. You just cannot. Some Real Madrid fans might get mad, but I mean I think that's clear. I think it's quite obvious that that team was built different, and this team doesn't reach that levels, but this team is unique in its own way, and they've dever- delivered in their own way, and it's going to be one hell of a UCL final, which I, you know, I, I can't wait to see. I'm so excited for it. To say I'm excited is an understatement. I'm very excited to see how this UCL final goes. Um, Hala Madrid. Liverpool versus Madrid rematch, the battle of titans, the kings of the comeback, European royalty versus an undefeated, not undefeated, unbeatable titan of a um, uh, side. The unmovable object, Liverpool, and the unstoppable force, Real Madrid. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object? We will find out in the UCL final, which will be on... 29, 28th of May. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object? That will be determined on the 28th of May when Liverpool go head to head with Real Madrid in Paris. Real Madrid are going to go to Paris, bring back the UCL, and pick up Kylian Mbappe on his way home, on their way home from the Parc de Paris. It's going to be one hell of a final. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Thank you for tuning in to UCL Nights. This is probably my favorite episode of UCL Nights just because of the games that I had to talk about. Um. I'll see you guys this UCL night episode. Um, The next UCL night episode will be after the final. So I hope to see you guys then. Until then, um, I don't know. What can I say to end this episode after such a great magnitude of two beautiful games of football? Seven goals. What was the aggregate score? So let me just check. The aggregate score against Villarreal was 5-2. That's seven goals in two legs of football and the real madrid versus man city went 6-5 that's 11 goals in two legs that means we had 18 goals over four legs of football what a ucl semi-final i'm excited i hope you are it this um energetic um historic ucl campaign um season will go to an end um on the 28th of May in Paris. I hope to see you then. Who's going to win it? I want to know your predictions. Drop me a message. I do tend to respond to people. Some people tend to be a bit rude. I'm not going to lie. But follow the Instagram. Share this. I'll see you guys until the next episode. Karim Benzema for the Ballon d'Or. Peace out.